welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 12, Episode 2, titled, You Don't Know Me. My name is Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one consenting adult. From the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Please say... I'm addicted to drugs because of you. To Taylor... <laughs> All right, I was... <laughs> to Taylor the Latte Boy. That's not the one I picked. That's not the one I picked, but that one is much better. That one is much, much better than the one that I picked. Well, everyone should know, Taylor and I... (laughs) Taylor and I are playing this game. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Taylor and I are playing this game because he tries to predict... I call that... That clip you hear, just so you know, in my own production world, is called Clip Zero. Okay, and he always tries to predict click zero. So what, I want to know what you predicted it would be this week. Mine is not nearly as it's in the beginning when Jerry says that's a woman when Jada walks in. I oh. assume that was going to be the one that you're going to pick for me. Well, for obvious reasons, I'm going to say this. I'll tell you this now. It was I was getting really nervous because all the potential clip zeros were coming from Sherry Pie, right? And I didn't want to use a Sherry Pie clip zero. And that was the one thing that I thought would go against me for that was just like, oh, considering, you know, everything that's going on, would yeah. he use a sherry pie reference? Yeah. There was, she had but some really was, good ones. Well, well done. Well she done. Had, that one, that, that might be my favorite one you've ever picked. <laughs> uh, all right. So everyone listening needs to know this. Okay. Obviously, there's a huge cloud over this episode and possibly this season with the disqualification of Sherry Pie, which if by for some reason you don't know what I'm talking about, you'll hear what I'm talking about. But you know, we often do this thing. There's a segment called Just Between Us Girls that Mm. um, happens on Patreon and people might be nervous who don't support us on Patreon that they're not going to hear it. So what we're going to do, we're going to talk about Sherry Pie during the show, during her workroom entrance, okay? So you're not missing anything during Just Between Us Girls. But, now by the way, if you want to hear that And it's a big but. Yeah, and it's a big but. If you want to hear that segment, go to patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia, support us at the uh, premium level, and you will be able to hear this long segment where we talk about nonsense. But if you don't, when you hear, you're going to hear a beep, and when you come back, we're going to dive right into the show. So, here we go. So, Just Between Us Girls, Taylor. I think you yes. should do it. I think you should do the Just Between Us Girls. Like So, Just Between Us Girls. Yes, Taylor? Um, so, I have my list of movies. Oh, that's right. For everyone who's listening, remember, I, I gave my list of 20, mo- 20 movies. Speaking of You Don't Know Me, 20 movies that you need to know me. I gave those last yeah. week, and then I gave Taylor the homework of giving his list this week, and he has his list. Go ahead. Okay, so my list is more than 10 because Joe did more than 10. Yeah. <laughs> but I, we're also going to be doing this on Pod as my co-pilot, my other show, with my other two co-hosts, and... I will limit it to the ten, the, the first ten, but I'm going to add other other ones here as well. I'm glad you and clarified. one People of were which, really worried. So I'm glad you clarified that. Yes, well, because because anybody who listens to Pod as my co-pilot knows that I've got a I've got somebody who enjoys loopholes 
on the other show. Isn't he my new producer? She doesn't listen to the show, so it's okay if I do loopholes here. Sorry. Um, I'm glad you know if you don't if if you're if you're an exclusive tier member, not everyone is exclusive, tier member, but if you're an exclusive tier member, you get to watch what we're doing on video. So uh, everyone who's just listening, you're missing video of me blowing my nose and wiping snot from my nostrils. Mm-hmm. And all of that at the $20 level. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Taylor, I'm excited to hear. Number Okay. Whatever. Go ahead. Uh, no, right. Wait, wait. Is, is this in, in any in order? No particular order. There in no go. particular order. No particular order. So I can t- I can tell you the ones l- – no, the – I can't tell you the ones that have a star next to them that are part of the 10, but I will yeah. just list them all. Okay. All right. So movies that to know me, yeah. you would have to watch yeah. Soap Dish, Xanadu, The Skywalker Saga, Tim Burton's Batman films. So Batman and Batman Returns, Kiss Me Goodbye, The Wiz, Rocky, 16 Candles, 9 to 5. White Christmas, Steel Magnolias, Grease, Same Time Next Year, Adam Family Values, Clue, and Drop Dead Gorgeous. Um, wow, that is amazing. You know what's so funny is what a random reference to Kiss Me Goodbye. And it's one of those movies that's like, fuck, I didn't even think of Kiss Me Goodbye. But it's a movie that no one would know. I remember being Nobody a- knows, and it's like out of print. It's yes. not streaming anywhere. Well, we do movie nights with with uh, another yeah. couple that we're friends with. I am constantly looking to see if that is because I want to because when I try explaining it to I people, have the they answer. have no idea what I'm talking about. I have the okay. I don't know if it's still true. The whole movie's on YouTube. Uh it, it was I, I looked one time and it was. I don't know if it still is. Okay, okay. So, so we should kiss me goodbye is a movie from like eighty two. Yeah, that I sounds think. right. Yeah, and it's and it has uh, Sally Field, who's on here. Who actually, I realize it's on my list a couple of times. So, I'm, I, Sally Field is one of my favorite actresses. Yeah, and James Caan yep. and Jeff Bridges, yes. who looks about eighteen in it. Jeff Bridges is super cute in it, uh-huh. and which you can't say that about Jeff Bridges now. And it, it's where Sally Field and Jeff Bridges are getting married. But so they're moving into the brownstone that she lived in with her dead husband, <laughs> Charlie, played by James, James Caan. Caan. Did Ooh. I say Scott Caan? No. Earlier? Nope. Okay. So when she moves in, she sees the ghost of James Caan, who plays her ex-husband, but she's the only one who can see him. And hilarity ensues. Yeah. And it's it's one of those movies that I always tear up at the end of it. So, but it's, and it gets, it's, it's not a good movie, but it's a great movie for somebody that's our age. Yeah. I haven't watched it since I was a child, but, um, but as a child, I watched it over. I think it's one of those movies that was like rip, on repeat on early HBO or something like that. Yes, it and was. So, I think yeah. that's part of the reason I love it as much as I do. And I have a vague memory of Jeff Bridges saying he caught his dad in bed with, um, what was his name? Uh, D- Dolores, not Dolores Del Rubio. D- uh, D- uh, Denise, Denise. Uh, oh shit, Joe! God damn it! Um. Denise Del Vacchio? I don't remember, but I just remember being like, okay, but, but I remember asking my parents, what does that mean? They, said, well, they were taking a nap. Like, I didn't understand what they meant. And they were just like, because <laughs> if it's 82, I was only like seven, you know? But right. I loved it. Like, James Conn would come in whistling, like, <laughs> like almost like a Bob Fosse type. And you know what? I think, I wonder if he was kind of based on Bob Fosse. 
I think he was supposed because he was a womanizer and yeah. he was just sort of this guy. And he, he they they show a scene where he dies falling down the stairs of yeah. this of this beautiful brownstone yeah. in the early 80s. And I am somebody who loves when you go back and watch movies now and you look at the fashions and you look at the hairstyles and you look at even like the filmmaking is so different now than it was then mm-hmm. that it's 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 very fun to watch. It's a great movie. If yeah. it is on YouTube. I definitely recommend you you watch it and 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 it's it's not a some of the acting in it is really bad and towards the end it gets really like silly it gets like not as good but wow I didn't think I'd be talking about kiss me goodbye I feel that there's a random like slapsticky wedding scene right it gets kind of slapsticky towards the end like people going indoors and like you're not supposed to be here and they close the door right that kind of thing right. Right, that sort of thing where it gets it gets very it gets very like Three's Company, the last <laughs> the last act of a Three's Company episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but the, but then but then it ends it ends it ends on a high note. Yeah. Um. Okay. So um, the one of the things we reason it was weird by coincidence. Last Monday, I went to go to a, I went to a screening of mm-hmm. one of your movies, Xanadu, and yes. we talked. And you were like, don't, you don't tell me the picture. Yeah. You said, "What did I say?" I'm so excited for you. <laughs> yeah. He said, "Don't don't tell me anything. Don't tell me anything. That don't tell me a review or anything." So, um, what do you predict my review is? Because I've actually given my review somewhere else on another podcast. I think your review is going to be Catch tempered because it's me, and you know how much I love that movie. But I think that you're going to realize that it is a horrible movie. Whereas I realize it's a horrible movie too. But it's just it it reminds me of joy it reminds me of being a little closeted gay boy in south jersey at like the age of eight just wanting to be olivia newton john and just thinking she's so pretty and she glows purple and she roller skates and and it's it's great music it's i think you're going to i think you're going to give it a solid c but you really kind of want to give it a d well i'm going to give it a d but (laughs) (laughs) but but it's not as negative as you think. Um, my review is this. I had fun watching it, okay? Mm-hmm. And if and I told John Paul this immediately afterward, because he wanted to know it as well. Because, you know, Evil John is one of Evil John's favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. And um, John Paul immediately when we walked out asked me what I thought. And I said, look, if, it, if, if Alamo Draft House or another theater does a thing again where they're going to show Xanadu and you want, you ask me to, I'll go, right? But if it's on right. TV, I don't think I'd watch it. Or I think it, I would only watch it on a big screen. Um, God, I'd love to see it on a. I've never seen it on a big screen. Oh, I've you only ever seen it on TV. Yeah. Oh, how yeah. interesting. I've only seen it on a big screen, which it is very. You know, the big screen can change the experience of when she's in Xanadu. No, not Xanadu. Mm-hmm. When she's in, in when they go when he remember when he transports to heaven for whatever. I have so many questions about this movie. Supposedly, there's a very very. <laughs> This is a very funny episode of How Did This Get Made About It? Did you listen to this episode? No. Oh, I guess there's a really, really funny... Everyone's told me about this episode of How Did This Get Made where they talk about Xanadu. Supposedly, it's very funny, right? And... Uh-huh. Um, but one of my questions is... This is my... And I know, Tate, I'm going to make you be the lawyer for Xanadu here. Is when... So there's a... Everyone should know what the basic premise is. Olivia Newton-John plays a muse who is one of the nine daughters of Zeus, right? And mm-hmm. and they have to do with art and stuff like that. Who cares? No one cares. So she comes down to Earth. She meets this artist, 
and he they fall in love. But then she goes back to Olympus, I suppose. Olympus. Yeah. And then how does he transport himself there? I forget. Oh, he draw he he rolls gets right into the mural of her. He runs it. He, yeah. He he does escape a skateboard. His roller skates is he rides his roller skates as hard as he can into the wall, and then that sends him to Olympus. Yeah. So then he's there, and in talking about it, in, in other things that they're having jokey conversations with Hera, Hera and Zeus are having this conversation. Uh, Hera being Zeus's wife, by the way. Um, yeah. And I think Hera says at one point about something else. She goes. Is it a century or a moment? I forget. You know, to exhibit how the gods have no sense of time. There is no time, right? Right. So, to me, then, if that's the case, and Olivia Newton-John wants Zeus's opinion to go down to be with this guy for the rest of his life, that would be like she'd gone for a second. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't have to make sense. Well, I know, I know Lori told me, I think, on how did this get made? They point out that here she is, a muse, so to inspire his art, and he's a painter, but she doesn't inspire that. She has him buy a disco, like a roller disco. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't have to make sense. It's Xanadu. Because it was made in 1980. You know what else they loved in the 80s besides disco? Cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> so the screenwriters just kind of put something together, put a vehicle together for Olivia Newton-John, and... That's 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 all it took. Now Drew Brooks is saying that it's Gene Kelly's worst film. Would you agree with that, Taylor? Uh it could be. I've only seen a couple of Gene Kelly films, but I would say I enjoy watching him in it. Mm-hmm. I enjoy he is just every everything about the movie is just fun. You said it's fun. It I get it's a not a great movie. It's just one of those that it is much like the song. It is suspended in time. Uh-huh. See what I did there? Because that's the song she sings when she's in Olympus. It's very much a just kind of a moment where it, 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 everything everything is just perfect for that for, for for who I was at age uh-huh. eight, seven or eight when that came out. As far as I was a huge Olivia Newton John fan because I thought she was super, super pretty. Me too. And I liked all of her music. Yeah. And it was all about disco music, which I uh-huh. liked. And it was, you know, things glowed purple and there were special effects in it, but there was also dance numbers. And then at the end, she kind of turns into energy and beams away. Well, that's very comic booky. So that's something that I really, really liked about it. And, you know, there there are parts of the movie that are not good. Like the animation segment in the middle is not really good. The whole Don Bluth stuff is not great. Um, I'm fascinated by Don Bluth animation. I don't know what it is. There's something that's like I wouldn't say I like it. It's just I find it like hard to look away from. If that makes any sense. It, well, it's kind. It's it's very. What everybody looks alike in in Don Bluth animation. Everybody looks exactly the same, and it's kind of poor man's Disney. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of I've I've never like I've never been well, a fan of like, Disney, the right? time movies or American Tale or anything like that. He worked at Disney, correct? Oh yeah, no, I know, I know. Yeah. And then he went off and started his own thing, and uh, just I, I never was a, I never was a huge fan of that. But getting back to Xanadu, yeah, I love all the music in it. I love, I love just about all of the music in it. There's only one or two songs that I don't really like, but it's, it's just, it's fun. It's just a fun eighty something minutes where you don't have to use a single brain cell, and no. you just kind of let the light wash over you, the, let the the purple glowy lights wash over you, and. 
it's I I just I love it. I love it. It's it speaks to it's campy. There's oh it's God, one of those so movies campy. that they make movies that are that are made to be campy, and then they made movies where I think they thought this was going to be something else, and it ends up being campy. So in that regards, I really I really love and it. And that guy's a horrible actor. Oh yeah, no. I mean, he did that, and he did the Warriors, and did he really do anything after either of those two movies? I don't know. Michael don't know. Beck is that his name? Bitch, you know you have a poster all over your walls. <laughs> I really don't. Oh God, is Xanadu- if Manjo ever comes out with a Xanadu poster, you have to let me know. Though I do follow them now on Instagram, but I is would there an definitely. Old one? I there don't know. Be, there could be another company that done one too. I don't know. Um, I feel like there was something else we were going to talk about. We talked about the movies. We talked about Xanadu. Wasn't there something else? We talked a little bit about California. Me coming out Did to California. We? we talked about it yesterday on the phone. Oh yeah, yeah. And if anybody, if you're from California, what do you think Taylor should do? But you know what? It's it's six thirty in the morning here. No one's like state of Bree isn't awake. You know. <laughs> Well, okay, but they can also, oh, but it, but it's just oh, people that are on Patreon. If you're from California, when you hear this, send us an email. This is this is going to be a multi week. This is going to be a mini series within the series yeah. because we're going to talk a little bit about things that went, as it gets closer and closer to me coming out to see Joe, mm-hmm. things that we're going to do. I was thinking, are we going to have to do like a live show together? Like we're going to be in the same room, and we've never done that. Yeah. That's gonna be that's good that's gonna be fun. So do I need to bring my microphone for that, do you think? No, I'll figure it out. No, don't Okay. Or do we just need to sit really close to each other? No, and, no, you know, no, I'll figure it out. Do, I might do, have do, you bring do, your do like Yeah. We'll see. Okay. Anyway, uh is there anything else before we go back to before we bring back my girls? Um Haley's mom's gonna be in Claremont the week after next, says Haley. Oh. Claremont is literally oh. the next city from where my parents live. Oh, nice. I wonder why Haley's gonna be in Claremont. I don't know. Yeah, Claremont's super If close. only we had a way for her to send us information on why she's going to be in Claremont. I nicked myself In shaving. 7 to 15 seconds. Oh, her best friend goes to Pomona oh, College. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Um, I have this uh, nick myself shaving. I feel it's killing me because I feel there was something else that we, well, we, we yesterday we talked about. Oh, we got to talk about this. Do you, have any com- do you have any comments on Evan's departure from Afterthought? I'm, I'm sad for you. I, I think that it, it, you know, you you have a small little family, a small little caravan of us, mm-hmm. and with him going, um, it does it does make it, it, it it's not quite as, um, what's the word I'm looking for? There's not quite there, there's not as many people for you to uh, use as fodder yeah. <laughs> for comedy. So I feel like now now Lori and I, the eyes are going to be the the eye of Sauron is going to yeah, be now focused like- on me and Lori. Um, as far as stupid things that we do, uh, but well, yeah, I, I, yeah. I know that you know you and I talked privately, and mm-hmm. Evan, you guys left on good terms. You know he's always welcome back for like a one-off every once in a while, or if he ever gets the itch to talk about something, he's always welcome to do that. He and I have messaged since the announcement, since everything. Like, like we were messaging yesterday, very friendly text message. He told me he loved me, blah 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 blah, blah and I was like, who's this? And, um, <laughs> and, uh, no, I'm not going to lie. And I told him that I shared this with him when I wrote that Patreon announcement, I did a little bit of a tear, maybe a tiny tear, yeah. you know, cause remember Evan was, I wouldn't say employee, but he was the first person we brought on, you yeah. know, 
Um, it was just me and you. Well, it had been Daniel, but then we shit can that guy. <laughs> Don't say that because I'm certain that he's gonna. It, it vindicates him. We did not shit can him. He kind of shit can himself. Yeah, it would require Daniel Payne. Um, you know what's so funny is I was going through old Patreon supporters, not current Patreon supporters, and there was one named Daniel B. Right, uh-huh. and I was like, and I, I wonder, I've wondered if that was Daniel. He said he would never give you money. I will. I would never. Because I, I would never give Joe money for this show. Don't. Okay. Well, don't. <laughs> you know, it's it's one of these things where, um, you know, I've gotten to podcasting now. I've gotten to the stage where it's like. The one person, or not just one person, but like if you tell me like I'm one person and I don't support your show or I don't listen to your show, I'm like okay. I need so many more than one people to have an effect on this, you know? Lori, I'm sure that would mean something to her, but you know, where she said I think yeah. she said she's up to like eighty nine subscribers or something. Oh, on the bloody podcast? Yeah. Eighty nine. Okay. I can't well, even imagine that. 80, okay, but everybody had their first show that my very first episode of Pod is my co-pilot. I remember we had 35 listeners the first week. And yeah, but I, you started when podcasting was not a thing, when it was a basically CB radio. Right, but I mean, I remember being super excited about that, having 30, where I remember calling my two co-hosts and being like, oh my God, 35 people. And we hadn't told anybody about the show, so 35 random people yeah. found our show. So, I mean, 89... Is eighty nine is awesome for for Lori? I'm I'm glad for Lori. Well, no, because and I'm not gonna get into one of my tantrums. <laughs> I will say it's been I wouldn't say a shitty week. It was a really weird week. There were these like really weird highs and like really strange lows. Like I lost Evan, then there was a random drama with the the kid who quit the night before uh, a class for poor kids. Mm-hmm. And but then there was these weird things where I had a great conversation with the CEO of this company for like test prep stuff and working with that her- person. And then there was mm-hmm. um I got the rights to that musical that I wanted to do a podcast musical for. And so um Oh. Oh, you don't know about this? Yeah, I had a I had a weird week too. I had a very weird uh things things with work where at mo- times I was re- I was really struggling and other times I was really good. But well, you know, speaking of it's so funny because it's weird. I don't know how to say this, but like I remember when Cam and I broke up, I was really devastated. And I loved hearing stories of people and their breakups. Because I because it wasn't because I was uh, some sort of like masochist. It was more like, oh well, I think this person's very strong. <laughs> yeah, I know. But I think this person's very strong and um they per- they're okay, you know, and so I liked hearing yeah. that they had been there once. And so yesterday, you know, was not a very good. It was, a, it, in fact, it was a terrible, no good, very bad day for RuPaul in terms of, um, you know, the uh, drama with Sherry Pie and the, uh, AJ and the Queen getting canceled. Um, and you know, she'll be fine. She's fine, you know. So. Yeah. Um, it, it, yeah, so you had a strange week, and, and look, there were highs, there were lows. It was just a very, very odd week. Okay, are you ready, Taylor? Yep. Bring back my girl. 
All right, this week, six more drag queens walk into the workroom to join the competition. It's part two of the season's two-part premiere. For the main challenge, the girls once again have to show off their fall and spring couture. And in the maxi challenge, the girls have to write their own verses and choreograph a Fosky-esque, Fosky, a Fosky-esque musical number. On the main stage, the category is Tool. And the guest judges are beloved British actress Thandie Newton and Swedish pop icon Robin. The queens were praised across the board and again were surprised by a two-top a top two lip sync for their, they said lives on the show, actually, but also for $5,000. Okay. Mm. Jada Essence Hall and Sherry Pye were the cream of the crop this week. Sherry camped it up, but proved to be no match for Jada Essence Hall, who was named the winner of this week's challenge. Taylor Latte Boy, give me two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Cute boys. Oh, really? <laughs> there were a lot there's lots of cute boys uh this 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 batch uh cuter than than some, the last ones um i liked i liked that we followed the same format so there wasn't that much of a deviance from it so that you kind of so it was kind of like it was one big extra episode it really could have the whole thing could have been done where they were separated into teams of two which they were kind of and i'm curious i'm a curious yeah. if that could be something that is done almost a twist for the rest of the season of where they work in teams. Okay. Where, where the teams are already set for the season, just because of something that they show at the end of the episode. Um, where when they first all come into the workroom, they're separated into two groups. Uh, something else I liked was I, I remember during the meet the Queens that I was not necessarily that impressed with this Jada essence hall. Yeah. I remember kind of thinking she was sort of like, Oh, she'll be one of the first ones out. I was super impressed with her and she was probably my favorite, favorite person to watch performing you know there was the thing in the middle where she was you know where she was kind of being extra with the dancing but then you know really sold it obviously she was in the top two but i uh, just beautiful 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 i I was really all about jada i'm definitely i feel like i'm good hopefully going to be team jada this this oh really because i was thinking you were not going to like her based on the rehearsal behavior the rehearsal behavior, I was not – if that continues yeah. through, I feel like that was – she was in her head because it was a new experience. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think I, hopefully this – you know, winning this challenge gave her the confidence that she needs to get through future challenges. If that continues, then I will be less and less about that. We can talk about this more when we can talk about it. But also it seemed like they got over it very quickly. Yeah, and, like and, and I guess that that would be kind of that would be really kind of as much as I said cute boys. I mean, it would be the fact that everybody, with the exception of that one thing, seemed all to really get along. And I like that that you've got these you know these two teams, these two episodes where there was a minimal amount of drama. The drama seemed manufactured by we're going to throw you all together, make you choreograph something, even though yeah. you've known each other for twenty minutes. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, everybody getting along and supporting each other was very nice to see. Um, it kind of was a an amuse-bouche to previous seasons of where they're fighting and you didn't have silky screaming attitude check for the first two episodes and picking up Miley Cyrus and yeah. all of that kind of stuff. There wasn't any of that. Um, the thi- But however, <laughs> the thing that I did not like about this episode was I was clearly, as I think many of us were watching the show, very distracted with the outside world of the last 24 hours and how it affected our ability to view this as a fresh group of girls, considering everything that has gone on with Sherry. Are you talking about uh, um, was, Elizabeth Warren dropping out of the race? 
Yes, that's exactly what I mean. Um, I was I was heartbroken. I was yeah. crestfallen, and uh, but I I felt <coughs> anytime she was on screen, you're talking about Sherry Pie. Sherry Pie. Yeah. No, no, Elizabeth Warren is not one of the six girls that get. I would kill if that were the case, but that's not the case. Um, I was very distracted, and just things that she was saying, you were kind of looking at them with an extra. Where at one point she says on Untucked, she goes, oh, I'm going to sell those shirts at my show. To which my husband and I looked at each other and went, no, you're not. Because <laughs> there are no more shows. Mm-hmm. Um, it, was, it, was, it was distracting. And I'm worried for the season what that's going to be like every time that she's on screen. And how they're going to deal with that. But I know that we're going to talk about Sherry when she comes in for her entrance look. How about yeah. you? Well, I'll just start off right now by saying that I share the same thing I didn't like about the episode. There was a, a cloud over the entire episode that, to be honest with you, I think it's a mixture. I think it's a mixture that even without the Sherry Pie uh, cloud of drama hanging over it, it was just sort of like after last week's episode, because it was such a repeat, we knew it was coming. There were no surprises. It was sort of mm. not that it was a bad episode per se, but we've already seen that episode, you know? And so uh, it was just sort of like a kind of paint by numbers episode. So that made it even more so where I remember very little about the episode. There wasn't really much Mm -hmm. to the episode. Right. It does seem, you know, I've seen on our discord channel, by the way, you know, we have a, first of all, I know no one knows what discord is. Google what it is. Right. It's a, it's a message (laughs) board server, right? That our Patreon supporters use, and they talk to each other, and it's very active, and it's really great. And um, but I've seen some of our European friends uh, complain about how they're not getting untucked because the, I guess the decision by World of Wonders is they're just going to drop the entire season of Untucked at the end, so the Euros aren't okay. getting untucked right now. But from what I've seen so far, they haven't really missed anything. No, no, it's 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 pretty much a drag circle jerk of everybody telling each other how amazing they are. That's yeah. been the last two. That's been the last two episodes. I, that could change in the yeah. future, but yeah. that's definitely the way it is. That now. might change when the two groups come together, but you're right. So far, it's just them telling about how awesome they are. So you're not really missing anything during Untucked. If you're from Europe, it's just everyone. It's a love fest. I mean, some people like that, you know, but yeah, but if you're looking for like action packed drama, you're not going to get that there. Um, the two things I like, I actually like, they, I wish they did more Broadway challenges. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I really necessarily liked this particular number. Um, knowing the source material, like in the, you know, it's from the um, Chicago number. They're obviously based on the, um, the cell block tango, cell block tango. Thank you. Where each uh, prisoner tells her story. Right. Right. And, a lot of the queens, even the ones they praise, I didn't feel like I got a sense of that person's story. I agree know? with that. Yeah. So, uh, but I do like seeing Broadway style challenges. It was fun. And I, it's, you know, it's so funny that uh, uh, a little birdie told us that, you know, the queens choreographed a bit, but then off camera, uh, they work some more. And then also a professional choreographer comes in and works with them a little bit to give them some. Oh, really? Yeah, and you can tell like like they have nothing going on. All of a sudden, they're doing like the Fosse, like the amoeba thing. (laughs) Yeah, 
Joe, Joe literally just slid off camera yeah. for anybody who's who's not watching this right now. <laughs> so um, it's like I can't dance and I don't know how to walk, and then all of a sudden they're like, <laughs> like they had, he it, had um, it coming. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm like, what just happened right now? Spinning bowler hats on their fingers. Yeah, and, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they're like, yeah. and I was like, oh my god. Um, and then. I, I mean, I someone you know. There's a there's a question in the crowdcast. Uh, the question is um, from Spiral Queen: Who is the hottest queen out of drag in part two for you? Is the question. Um, do you know in, in the whole cast? I don't think there's anybody that I'm really. Oh my god, I can't. Um, I have really. I okay. Okay, I, go that ahead. surprises me because there's what there's one in particular that I think. This Joe Patance is going to be all about this one. As okay, a boy. I have a post-it here. And this is from part two? Uh-huh. Okay. I have a post-it here. I know we both agree. I have a show called Catching Up with my friend Mike Lawson. And mm-hmm. we he has a type. And I thought, I'm like, oh, when this Mike Lawson sees this show, we know who he's <laughs> going to like. But yeah. um, I'm, there's two people that I uh, am attracted to in this group of people. And I'm going to okay. write them down right now um, on this post-it. And then I want to hear what your answer is. Okay. So you have a, you have them written down? So, so, written okay. The, the ones that I think... This is only for part... I only wrote part two. For part two. Yeah. Because yeah. honestly, I don't remember what most of part one looks like as a boy right now. Part two, I think part Dahlia. Two. Okay. Right. Dahlia uh-huh. and Jan... As boys, I think you find to be the t- 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 cutest two boys, the two cutest boys. It was Dahlia Sin and Jada. S. That's what Paul. I said. Okay, Jada. That kind of makes sense because Jada, to me, as a boy, looks like the vixen as a boy, and I know that you had the hots for the vixen. It's sort of that sure very did. thin, very thin black young attractive kind of effeminate that okay i want to say for the record i've said it before i really like effeminate guys that is a big mm-hmm. thing for me i love it mm-hmm. thank you and don't sit <laughs> that's it that's the whole that's the sometimes, whole statement thank you for coming to my yeah, ted talk <laughs> yeah sometimes uh cute boys don't make cute girls but just dahlia sin is like two different people cute both you know yeah, Dahlia, Dahlia Sin I find to be very cute too, which is not my <laughs> aesthetic at all with all the tattoos and the big the gauges and the ear holes and yeah. stuff. But but as I bet as you a, a lot of people so, thought I was gonna like Aiden Zane. For but no. 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 I'm not a I was I was not a fan of Aiden Zane as a boy. Um and barely as a girl. <laughs> but I who do you think I liked? Okay. So that, wh- how many people were there that you liked from this group? I'm gonna three. Um three. Wow. Okay. Okay, I've written down my answers. I have locked in my answers. Who's in this cast? This is I'm, I'm talking a, about the second I episode. Know, I know. I'm, I'm only talking about the second episode. I know. Dahlia, Aiden, uh Rockham. Jan, Jan Sherry. Sherry. Rockham, Dahlia, Sherry, Jan, Jaden, and Aiden. I have Aiden. Oh, Jaden and Aiden. I don't think I realized that, that they rhyme. Aiden, Dahlia, Rockham, Jan, Sherry, and who am I missing? 
Oh, Jada. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, Jada. Okay. Yeah, six. There's six total. Yeah. All right. Uh, and there's three of these that you like. Okay. I think it is, because you already give away one. I believe yeah. it is. So Dahlia Sin, we're just going to stipulate because you've already given yeah, away. Yeah, Dahlia, Dahlia. Yeah, I gave that one away. Uh, Rock M. Sakura. And? Wintergreen. Wintergreen. And Jan. <laughs> winter? What's winter? Like the gum? All I'm going to say is Wintergreen. People <laughs> all over the country right now are like, Taylor, how do you not know who he's talking about? I don't know, but. Rock'em, Jan, Rock and Dahlia. Oh, Jan and Dahlia. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. My husband was all about <laughs> Rock'em. Oh, really? He was all like, oh, God, he's so cute. He's so cute as a boy. He's so cute as a boy. You so know what? It was. Oh, Wintergreen is Sarge. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> I totally forgot about Wintergreen. Was that last season? No, that was the season before. Yeah, it was, pe- that was like Peppermint season, season nine. Yeah. Peppermint. Okay. 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 Uh, what was your question to me? I didn't have a question for you. Okay, I'm just going to move on then. Okay. Okay, let's move on. Let's talk about the workroom entrances. Uh, first into the workroom, we have Rock M. Sakura. Speaking of your husband's hot crush. Uh, 20, oh, I know what I was, was going to I was talking about how the thing with Rock, I'm going to talk about it here. He's 28 from San Francisco. He had that really annoying voice. He had a really uh-huh. annoying voice. And it, it, it just grated on ugh, ugh, that voice. Really? Yeah. I, I didn't like notice that. Voice. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, he came in. He said, all tuck and no play make Rockham a crazy bitch. Ha 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 ha. Woo. Okay. He's inspired by anime, <laughs> manga, and video games. And uh, he's the first one to see the mirror message because he's the first one in the room. And he realizes other queens have already been in the workroom. Taylor, give us your thoughts on Rockham Sakura. The note I wrote was extra, oh, extra, yes. but cute as a boy. Um, I I don't know how long they let Rockham wander around by herself in the workroom, but it looked a little manic and it was like, we're, we're almost like, remember like when we were kids speaking yeah. of, you know, we talked about when we were kids earlier on just between us girls, of like yeah. the pixie sticks, which really just pure flavored sugar. And you would, you know, you would rip the top off and you would eat it. And then you'd run around like a lunatic. That's kind of where it almost felt like she took like four or five pixie sticks and shoved them in her mouth. And then she was on this weird sugar high. She well, was a little, yeah, a little much. Well, let's talk about this as a strategy because, I mean, maybe that's, I mean, that's who she is and that's why they picked her to be on the show. But there's a part of me that's like in the tw- in the 11 past winners, and this is throwing another three or four from All-Stars, and the 15 people who have won the crown in the show, have any right. of them been wacky? Like, wacky like that. Like, like I'm going to, like, be a crazy person running around screaming like a lunatic when they walk into the No. Room. No. Not yeah. that I can not that I can think of. I mean, Evie was kind of wacky, but Evie wasn't. Evie was weird. The closest was um, Ben was a little high energy, and he and Ben went really far. And you could make the argument he might have won All Stars had he the one he was in had he not quit. But he wasn't even that wacky. He was the one that went around like licking the tables. Or remember they were touching all the tables. I can't remember who. Didn't that Willem was. do that? Didn't Willem lick the table? 
Maybe I don't know. There was somebody who came, they were the first one in, and they came in. I'm gonna like I'm gonna do something to all the tables. I don't remember what it was. I don't remember who it was. Anyway, uh, Rockham Sakura. Um, you know, I said this. You know, there are some people who, uh, you know, I saw their meet the queens, and I was like, you know, I've changed my point point of view. Like Crystal Method is a perfect example. Uh, anybody yeah. in this group? Um, no, but uh, <laughs> uh, but this is one where I'm like, no, she was annoying in her last one. Oh no, we weren't annoyed by her, were we? I think we were a little underwhelmed in Meet the Queens. Okay, I I I don't see how she's long for this world. No, I don't think I don't think she's super long for. Like, can for you see show. her on Snatch Game? That's my question. That's gonna be my question for each one. Can you see this one on Snatch Game? No, I can't. I can't see her doing snatch game. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next into the workroom, we have Dahlia Sin, twenty eight from Los Angeles via New York. Are you ready for a little? Uh, for are you ready to live a little and and sin a lot? Uh, she's a member of the House of Aja. That's what she said, by the way. I'm not asking you that. Um, your thoughts on Dahlia Sin, Taylor Latte Boy? Um, I said I wrote down another cute as a boy. However. She does seem to have one reaction to everything. Yeah. Where it seems like they anytime they showed her, she kind of was doing that where she was like, you know, doing the like, oh my God. And, you know, like rolling her eyes and sort of looking away and tucking her hair, tucking her wig behind her ear. And it, it just seemed like it was very repetitive of every time that she did something. They every time that they they shot to her, she was doing the same thing. So um, as far as this entry look goes, I wasn't necessarily super impressed. Plus, I wasn't a big fan of the whole distressed acid wash denim look. I get that that kind of is she's she referred to herself in the Meet the Queens and she's she's kind of referred to herself here as sort of banji. Um, but it just wasn't necessarily my favorite look. Yeah, you know what it is, is as it, visually speaking, as a boy and as a girl, stunning, right? Mm-hmm. Um. But she has that fucking shit personality that A is uh, a part of the House of Aja, where they're just like her and Candy Muse, aka Fat Aja, um, <laughs> are just poor carbon copies of Aja, where I feel there's a little bit of a sparkle to Aja that gets you past sort of the weird, um, like. There's a, there's, a, there's a twinkle in Aja's eye that doesn't let you take anything she says seriously. Does that make sense? Yes, Aja seems more um, high fashion, whereas Dahlia seems like she's in the house of Aja, yeah. but she's more she uh, stuff in the mall. Like she, yes. she's a store in the mall versus yeah. whereas Aja is like an anchor store. Yeah, and, and what, which speaks to my point, which her and Fat Aja are like um, – shitty versions yeah. of, of Asha. And I just, I don't know what um, Candy's ethnic background is, but there's a certain type of Mexican, and I can say this because I know I don't sound like a Mexican, so if you're listening out there, I know I sound like a white guy, but um, Trump wants to put me in a cage. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, <sighs> What I'll say is you meet these certain Mexican ladies, especially young Mexican girls, especially like Chola types, mm-hmm. where 
they just have this like weird like no personality. They don't smile. They're just like, I just react like this to everything. This is me really happy. This is me angry. (laughs) This is me sad. They just they're just one note. Okay. Yeah. And I kind of get that sense with Dahlia Sin. Everything's just one note. Everything's shitty. You know, everything's just eye roll. She's just like a 13-year-old girl, you know? Yeah, that that's a 13-year-old girl is a very good way to, to, to describe that. Yeah, everything now, sucks. That being said, beautiful. <laughs> well, we all She's know, if you, but... as you've officially stated now on the show, you find 13-year-olds beautiful. Okay. <laughs> Next in the workroom, we okay. This is going to be the one. All right, let's just okay, okay. Sherry Pie walks into the workroom. Okay, let's just get out of the way. She's twenty-seven from New York City. She came in. She said, "Hope you save room for dessert because I brought pie." She's also the self-proclaimed queen of camp. Now, just as a refresher for everybody, uh, the hours before this episode aired. Uh, Sherry Pie was disqualified from the competition for um, uh, due to allegations that were confirmed because she apologized for them by multiple men that she catfished them. But it's even worse than the catfishing. She um, uh, because often in a catfishing you pretend to be someone, but then you don't follow through. You just sort of ghost them. It's just some weird game you play. But she used a fake personality. To um, lure men that she knew in her circle of friends to do things on camera from varying degrees, from just taking your shirt off to masturbating. And these allegations came out on social media. They went BuzzFeed and Entertainment Weekly reported on them. And then she apologized. And then VH1 and World of Wonder disqualified her. So that's just the brief TLDR. We're going to talk, spend a lot of time talking about this. But before this, you know, I've given my opinion. There's a show you can get on Patreon called The First Response where I've give I've gone in detail with um, sociopath and training Lori Roggenkamp, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we have here <laughs> sorry sorry <laughs> we have here um, cert- board certified <laughs> mental health professional Taylor Latte Boy who I'm not asking you. To diagnose her, obviously, but we're going to have a discussion about people who exhibit behavior like this that you're experienced with, but also just there's a lot of other issues I want to talk about with this, too. That I, I talked about the first response, but I want to get your reaction, your everything on this, Taylor, right now. Well, okay. I think that it's gross, clearly. Um, and I feel that World of Wonder did the right thing in disqualifying her. As I, I don't think that's a surprise to anybody that that listens to the show. Um, I guess my question is: my question is, what does this mean for the rest of the season, and what does this mean for the? What does this mean for Sherry Pie as an entity in the future? Um, and by that, um, I, I'm not saying that I want her to stage a big comeback at some point. But I guess when we look at the world of cancel culture, which, you know, there's that's been talked about a lot. What it, What is the point of cancel culture and what does it actually do in helping the people who are canceled 
figure out why they were canceled and then what is the motivation towards working to be a better person if despite the fact that they work towards being a better person they're never going to be given opportunities to show that growth um i am in no way shape or form condoning the behavior and i also don't think that it should be an apology if an apology was said that world of wonder should have just let this go i think that they are making a statement with this because this definitely affects this is affecting people outside of the drag race world. Um, and I think that, you know, there have been talks about, you know, comparing her to Willem being disqualified and that that's, they're completely different because Willem did that to herself intentional or otherwise. Whereas Sherry did this to other people, Sherry engaged in this behavior in other people and it's gross and it's wrong and I hope that she, you know, I, I read the apology statement that she said, which is kind of an apology and kind of not. But um, that may be where she had to word that very carefully for possible litigation or whatever. But, mm-hmm. you know, she talked about the fact that she's been working on her mental health. And I hope that she does get the help that she needs and that she recognizes that what people are saying and their opinion isn't as important as her opinion of herself. And by that, I mean learning from this, growing from this, getting the help that she needs. Um, so yeah, that that would that that's kind of in a nutshell, sort of what what I think that 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 I hope I hope that everybody heals from this. You know, primarily I hope the victims heal from this, from feeling as though they have a voice and feeling that they've been heard. But I also hope that Sherry is truly apologetic and that she will eventually get the help that. You know, she she will come to a place where she really recognizes why she why what she did was wrong and has no intention of doing it ever again and finds other ways to, you know, process whatever this if this is a need for control or if this is some sort of, you know, fetish or whatever this is, why she did what she did. We don't really know. I can you know, I have some theories on it, but I hopefully she she's learned from this and. I mean, this is this is a this is a big punishment. I mean, you know, she she is now, you know, for all intents and purposes, for the foreseeable future, a laughing stock and a blemish on the series. She is kind of what Robbie Turner did to herself a couple of years ago. Only this is worse because she she involved other people, whereas Robbie Turner involved an imaginary person. Well, yeah. If everyone wants to remember, Robbie Turner was canceled, so to speak, because. Robbie Turner told a lie about being involved in an Uber accident where someone died. But one, that also that happened after the show. So in a weird kind of way, right. her role on the show and the show and the season itself are preserved, if that makes yeah. sense. This, I mean, this happened days leading up to the show, her premiere on the show. And so it's, and you and I are going to talk about that in a bit uh, during a segment that we will talk about where it's going to be spoilery. But yeah. um, and <coughs> yes, go ahead. I'm also I'm also glad to see that, you know, I've seen a lot of the previous queens, um, including winners, responses to this. And everybody, for the most part that I've seen, seems pretty uniform in the reactions. I like the fact that there have been little to no jokes about it from the queens that I've seen on Twitter. 
posting about it on social media. But I also like that a couple of the queens have also not reached out to Sherry Pie, but also kind of talked about it as far as we hope that she's getting the help that she needs and that it's very easy for this mob mentality to really take a turn. And then you've got somebody who engages in some sort of self-harm because of it. Um, Particularly, I've seen Evie has posted something that was very well written. Yes. And also Fifi, which makes sense that Fifi would, you know, condone the you know wouldn't would not condone the behavior but also you know fifi's kind of been there where people really hated fifi yeah for even less than this i mean <laughs> she, you know just because if she got the villain edit i said i felt uh, <laughs> so i can see where fifi it makes sense to me that fifi would be one of the ones kind of reaching out in that way saying you know everybody let's take a step back and and you know world of wonder did the right thing let's give her a chance to heal so you and I are 100% on the same page and I feel you articulated it better than I did on the first response because it was coming oh, from a okay. visceral place yesterday. And then I had a crazy person tell me how he should be strung up and his <laughs> bowels lit on fire in front of him. You know, um, it's one of these things that I was thinking about it this morning, the mob mentality, the grab of the torches and the pitchfork uh, world that we live in right now is frightening. You know, and I yeah. think part of the reason is is one RuPaul's Drag Race is a show with a very young culture around it. You know, I mean, even from mm-hmm. the demographics from our show, I mean, mo- the the vast majority of our listeners are between thirteen and thirty five. Okay, yeah, and um, the so make sure and use Axe body spray. By the way, anyway, um, <laughs> one of our sponsors. <laughs> but the point is. The thing that comes with youth, and and you and I were probably, I, I can only speak for myself, I can't speak for you, but I was very in this camp when I was young, is we see things at that age in very, very stark terms of black and white. And that there's completely right and completely wrong, and there's no shades of gray. Now, by the way, this is a clear case where um, uh, Sherry Pie is very wrong, okay? Yeah. And, I, and I agree with you that all the correct steps have been taken, right? Um, mm-hmm. World of Wonder is in a very difficult position. VH1 is in a very difficult position because they spent a lot of money on this television show. And um, it was filmed and wrapped in the summer of 2019, and this didn't come out until Wednesday, you know? Yeah. And it's nobody's fault, you know, no one's – no one's well, Sherry's to blame, but I'm, talk, I'm talking about everything else. It's, it, the victims aren't to blame. They, you know, they, they spoke up when they thought it was appropriate. And I was thinking uh, – and so like – but you and I as old people, you and I see the – not necessarily – we can see the bigger picture, which is, yes, uh, Sherry's going to deserve every bit of punishment that's coming to her. And we'll talk about that in a second. But that – this like string her up and 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 kill her and almost like a lynch mob is very very dangerous. It's a dangerous thing. And you yeah. know, I, I brought up earlier. I don't know if I brought it up on the show or before the show. It's so funny that yesterday when I was waiting for the, you know it, when I was killing time between uh, the breaking news and the actual airing of the show, I was watching the HBO documentary series McMillions, which deals with. Um, People who were caught up in uh, an operation 
where they were uh, rigging the McDonald's Monopoly game in the 90s. And so I wouldn't say innocent people, but probably what you would think of as normal, decent people got wrapped up in this. Mm-hmm. And they're talking to a U.S. attorney about it at one point. And he says, and they're doing some other bit, but I want to focus on this quote. And he says, there isn't a single person in this world who can't look in the mirror and say, because he's talking about how some decent people got wrapped up in this, that there isn't something that you've done that you've been ashamed of, you know? Mm-hmm. And we're lucky in that we don't have that blasted on a national platform. And um, so, and again, karma's getting her. And 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 what I was thinking about is, do you remember in the, do you ever heard of a movie called The Princess Bride? I, yeah. Oh, I would put that on my 10 movies, too. I don't know if I did. Um, I, you did. It oh, was on your okay. 10. Oh. Okay. But at the end, um, Carrie Elways, I don't know what his character's name is, is talking to Christopher Lambert. I don't know what his character Oh, Prince Humperdinck. Isn't it? Yeah. I think so, yeah. And he has Prince Humperdinck at... Remember he can't move or something like that? And, well, he... Yeah. He, the whole thing, the end. Everyone's seen Princess Bride. But he gives him a speech... Essentially, like, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to fucking, like, maim you to the point where children scream in horror when they see you. And that's going to be your torture is living the rest of your life as this pariah. Right? Yeah. And that's essentially what's happened to Sherry Pie. And this is a person who's created an entire career around her love of drag. And she got to this level where she was very famous. Everyone knew who Sherry Pie was in New York. She she was one of the drag queens that just ran New York. Everyone knew who she was. And she's on RuPaul's Drag Race. And she's made it to the top, right? Um, Mm -hmm. Of the drag world, so to speak. And making the RuPaul's Drag Race is the upper echelon, right? No matter where you come in. And she's just lost it all, all of it, you know? And yeah. not only that, she's open to, I don't know what the criminal um, ramifications are, but definitely civil lawsuits will probably happen. And the yeah. shame and the embarrassment from her family and her friends and her peers. I mean, she's going to get it, right? You know, yeah. there's a scene in, uh, in a, probably Orson Welles' best film, Magnificent Ambersons, and there's this piece of shit the whole the, the lead character is this piece of shit and there's a mm-hmm. moment where it all comes crashing down and there's this beautiful moment maybe i'll show it at some point right here tomorrow everything would be gone mother forgive me god forgive me something had happened thing which years ago had been the eagerest hope of many many good citizens of the town and now it came at last george amberson miniford had got his comeuppance he got it three times filled and running over those who had so longed for it were not there to see it. They never knew it. Those who were still living had forgotten all about it and all about him. To me, he's gotten it. And so I think the the best thing that we could do, not just to him, but for us and for the victims 
and we're going to talk about this right now, is just to ignore him. You know? Because think about why the victims came forward. I'm sure it's very traumatic if you're the first guy who comes forward and you love RuPaul's Mm -hmm. Drag Race. And now this person who did this to you, like the way the way it was, it's been ruined for us. He's seen, oh, this thing that I love now, I have to see the guy who did this to me every fucking week, right? Mm-hmm. On this show. So he makes this Facebook post and everyone comes out and sees it, right? And then now you and I have to see it, right? But also mm-hmm. I was talking about this last night is... It's almost torture. Like, I bet everyone's like, they should erase him from the show, which they can't. I mean, we'll see what they'll do. They'll probably do what they can, if they can, if they can do anything. Because everyone should know, typically, in basic cable, typically, the whole show is delivered, edited, packaged, ready to go by the premiere. There's nothing that's done. Okay? So, they'd have to, probably the most they can do is trim the confessionals or whatever, right? Maybe they are going to do that. Who knows? But the point is... I bet you Sherry wishes she could be headed out of the show. Yeah. And that thought went through my head while you were talking because, you know, normally we hear about these things like, you know, the Robbie Turner thing, you hear about it after the fact. And then, you know, it's, it's talked about for a couple of days and then it's forgotten about. And depending on how long Sherry is going to be on the show, Mm -hmm. that is a weekly reminder, whether it's reminding us next week, the week after however long she's on, of what she did and the way that it, the, the way her actions have rippled through not only obviously the victims' lives, but the rest of the girls. Because now, because also now, anytime that any of the girls are interviewed any place or any, they're going to be asked about Sherry Pie. When it comes to the finale, it's going to be taught, even though she's not invited to the finale, it's going to be talked about, you know, when they're all walking down the, the carpet, it, even probably to some degree. The other contestants who are still very active on social media or who attend drag events are going to be asked about this. I mean, this one group of incidents have had this ripple effect through through everything. It's 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 not just going to go away in a day or two. Yeah, but just going back to the for the rest of us, I mean, yeah, for the rest of us. But even going back to that Princess Bride moment I was talking about, you know, here's another point of punishment that Sherry Pie deserves, you know, but Mm. is. Every Friday, she's going to sit at home and know that in gay bars across the country, when her face comes on screen, they're booing. Yeah. You know? it's And, and so that's why, you know, and, and the thing that was making me uncomfortable when I was going on social media, you know, we should definitely blast the actions and the, and the but I was seeing a lot of like, well, of course you need to do this because she ugly and she fat, you know? And I was like, I'm ugly and fat, you know? But like... <laughs> But just FYI, everybody, uh, attractive people do shitty things too. Yeah, okay. this is this is this isn't about what she lo- for for that reason. It could have just as easily been any one of the more attractive queens, mm-hmm. you know. And there are some people that might may find Sherry attractive as as a boy that they may be they may speak to that aesthetic. You know who um, I feel sorry for? Who do you feel sorry for? Uh, Twitter sensation uh, Matt Bellisai. Because I don't know if you know who she is. Yeah, they they look so much alike. Okay, <laughs> all right, <laughs> we're getting off topic here. All right. So, do you think? Well, okay, go ahead. Okay, one, we didn't really talk about the uh, the statement at the beginning of both the episode and Untucked, where it was this very solemn 
sort of this black, you know, oh on a black God, screen black. Where, it, yeah. where it was the statement for World of Wonder. Yeah. Do you think that they're going to show that on every episode that she's on? They might. They Just might. as a kind of a reminder, we didn't forget about this. Yeah. You okay. know, usually when people say, because um, there's been a lot of stupid, crazy talk, you know, uh, on the show. You know what's so funny is last week I had a conversation. I think it was on the after show. I don't know. I have so many fucking conversations about this show, Taylor. At some point <laughs> I had a conversation with drag queen Jimmy Anti. And yeah. he was being snippy with me because I was saying, we were talking about expectations versus what people think of the show. I'm not going to get into that conversation. Go listen somewhere. Yeah. But he was like, oh, I'm sure people know XYZ happens. And I was like, there are people who literally think that they are filming the show concurrently. Like, that they are right now in Los Angeles filming the show. We're seeing it as it happens. Um, yeah. Or that they We think- know someone who did a show where they assumed that oh. that was what was happening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, um, and, and I've seen a lot of crazy talk about that. Like, well, I guess, you know... She's gonna definitely go home next week or something like that, or like, or talk about the finale where they think the finale's been filmed, and they're like, "Oh, they're gonna do some awkward All Stars edit." I'm like, "No, they don't film the finale until like two weeks before." Um, yeah. So um, I don't know what my point was with that. Oh, oh. Anyway, so usually when I hear people have crazy conspiracy talk, like they should put a black box over her every time she's on screen or something, I'm like, no. But the idea that they might spend a lot of money to go back and very quickly repackage these shows where I think the most they could really do is replace her confessionals. You know? You can't, yeah. I mean, other than that, you know, maybe some reaction shots, but other than that, there's not much you can really do. Uh, and they might replace spend- her confessionals. There's possibly not talking about critiques on the, you know, they kind of gloss over it where they, they have her walk. But then they any time that they would spend on her as far as talking about her, they they minimize that. That would be, you know. It would be really smart. It would be really smart of them. I mean, it's a lot of money. <laughs> They're gonna spend a lot of money doing it. But uh, it, was that something where they would they would put her, they would say that she's responsible for that because they had to go in and change this. Nah, no. They 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 would pay for it, but um but uh, it's gonna cost if if they do it. World of Wonders also very cheap. They're also might be just like well, deal. Which look, we, honestly, might we, not we be. We got a bad rid of her. What else do you want us to do? Yeah, that, that, that might not be a bad approach either, because you know this mob mentality only lasts for so long, and they know it, and then it's just people move on. You know. Spoiler alert! Spoiler alert! To avoid any spoilers, when you hear the beat, jump ahead exactly six minutes. Once again, spoiler alert. Okay, we'll give them a little bit of time to get out, Taylor. Yeah. But this is the spoiler music. The rumors, tea, and speculation music. Yeah. We are only talking about Sherry. We're not because everybody knows I don't like spoilers yeah. either. But this is something that jo- Joe had to spoil for me yesterday so that we could have a discussion about it today. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, everyone, if you don't know this already... Sherry Pie makes it into the top four of RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, so she's going to be around, which means she's she's going to be around for a while. <coughs> yeah, the whole season. Yeah, 
Like the first time we won't see her is the reunion and the and the finale. Yeah. So this is why it was a difficult situation for um, VH1 and World of Wonder. Taylor, what do you think this means for the show? My hope is, and I feel like we've already seen this through the first two episodes, we have a lot of really strong queens this ep- this season. So my hope is that they will rise to the top as far as the attention that they get during the episodes where Sherry will kind of sink to the sink to the middle or the bottom as far as the amount of tension attention that she gets. Um, you know, she's going to be there. We're going to see her. If they do go in and re-edit, there's only so much they can do. But... Uh, you know, my hope is, you know, we said last week in particular, there were some really fun queens to watch. And I hope that the fun overtakes the um, the kind of like bad taste in your mouth that you get when you actually watch the episodes with that she's on. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm wondering what effect this is going to have on the season. Is it something that we'll be able to get over? I really don't know. Maybe we'll just like whatever, you know. Um, no, I think that is what eventually will happen. People will just kind of right now there's sort of a fever pitch for it. And, you know, where where there's the there's the, the torches and uh, pitchforks right now. But I think over time, people will move on to something else. People, people will move on. And then it's just sort of one of those when you see her on screen, you'll go, yeah, she's disqualified. She's just kind of there. Yeah. Um, I know that we're going to minimize the amount that we talk about her on the show whenever possible. Yeah. Did we, talk about, I think on, did we talk about that earlier? Yeah, I thought we did. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah, we talked about ignoring her. Yeah, and just that's what we're going to try to do. So I think that if everybody kind of goes, what you're going to see happen is this week everybody's mad. Next week when she's on, <laughs> that's when you're going to start to see the memes and the jokes. I already have some, great and then jokes, it's yeah. just good. I'm sure you do. And I, think I'm gonna tell going to tell you already. Great. Allison Mossy was on the first response yesterday. <laughs> yeah, of course. So and she's um, going to have her own segment on the rumor mill, uh, an entertainment casting segment. Good, good. Um, I think I think that's what's going to happen. Is pe- people are going people are going to be just sort of like whatever, just you know, just just we know that she's going to leave eventually. But the thing is that you're going to maybe see the whole people not understanding why she's still there because again they don't recognize this was filmed in this last summer. But for the most part, I think I think it's all going to die down. Yes, but I think there will always be a cloud and an asterisk over this season. Even oh, for the winner. absolutely. Even I, for the winner. I agree with that. <coughs> so, all right. Uh, I think that's all the spoiler talk we need to have, right? Well, I think at this point, if she's supposed to be top four, yeah. then I would assume at this point that you kind of know who the top four is on the sixth episode, the sixth to last episode, because when there's only five left. Yeah. Then you're gonna. I would assume that if they're going to follow the, the the process that they do for finales, and they have to have a top four, that they will bring in whoever whoever goes home fifth will then take her spot in the finale. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Which that's always fifth fifth place though has always been a really strong competitor in the past. So that actually might make for a better a, a better a better top four when you have people like you have. Um, Kennedy and you have uh, like Ben um, Katya no Katya wasn't fourth yeah. oh Kat- no no four. oh, oh, fourth. Was- fourth I see what you're saying yeah, yeah. Katya was fourth, was fourth no. though. 
Yeah. So th- this may be this may be this this may end up working out as far as for a better finale. Yeah. Do you think if you're the person who came in fifth place, you're like secretly excited? Possibly. But to me, Possibly. the fifth place person can never win. Don't you think that they can't crown that person? Well, I think that nobody really thought Sasha Valour was going to win. True. And then the way they changed it, she really just kind of lip-synced her way to the top. So, I mean, I think anything is possible. I did see that it was... I, I saw something, I think, on Reddit of where they thought if they do decide to keep it to a top three rather than bring in the fourth person... <laughs> They could almost do it where the wheel is where the first person, A versus B, and then whoever wins that versus the second person, and then whoever wins that is the goes up for the crown. Though now that I think about it, that wouldn't work. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. It was late last night, and I was I my head was sure whatever. We we're done with the show. Um. Okay. Are we done with the spoiler segment? I think we're done with the spoiler segment. Done with the spoiler segment. Okay. Let me write it down right here. All right. Next in the workroom, we have Jan, 26, from New York City. She came in. She said, hey, y'all, let's play some basketball. Yeah. Which I guess is a reference to Fergie's. Remember when she did a horrible uh, national yeah. anthem? from the Yeah. Yeah. Um, she, Cherry Pine knew who she was uh, because she was a New York City sister. And um, your thoughts on Jan, 26, New York City. I wrote another one that's cute as a boy. Um, I'm not, I was not a fan of the outfit. I did not like the reverse sequins. She was not quite as extra as I expected her to be from the Meet the Queens. I know that we did a whole thing of, you know, driving through Los Angeles with Jan. We did a little skit on that. But this one, she, she was, she, she didn't annoy me quite as much as I was expecting her to. <laughs> I don't but, know, but though. very cute as a boy. Hold on. We talked about how she was very taken with herself and she talked a lot on Meet the Queens. I think we got the right impression. Rue seems to be very like that that bitch, right? Yeah. Like uh Oh no, I'm not saying that she's not it wasn't I was expe- I was expecting her to be more like Rockham walking what Rockham did when she walked in. Yeah. Whereas this felt a little more just kind of sitting and it wasn't quite as it wasn't quite as nuts. I couldn't help and I put this in my notes. There was something that just reminded me so much of her and drag. She looked so much like Drag Race UK contestant Cheryl Hall. And I just I can see that. I couldn't yeah. stop seeing that. I couldn't see the Cheryl Holness in her. Uh so that was a thing. All right. I'd next, like to see her hole. Would you really? Well, you had a thing for her drag mother, Alexis Michelle. Yeah. No, I thought I always thought Alexis as a as a boy was cute too. So yeah, who knows? I wonder what producer Alexis Michelle thinks of this whole drama that we were talking about. Well, because she's a big New York, big, big New York queen. Well, she's also a producer on the show. All right. Jada Essence Hall, 32 from Mill. Oh, I didn't know she was 32. Damn, damn. Wait, man. wait. Alexis Michelle is a producer on Drag Race? <laughs> I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> uh, Jada Essence Hall. I didn't know she was 32. Oh, yeah, no, she is one of the older queens. She's yeah, I didn't know that. She, look, she looks young. From Milwaukee, Wisconsin, she came back, she came in and she said, hey, bitches, she's here. Refers to herself as the essence of beauty. Oh, I hate it when drag queens do that. Remember with this uh, yeah. Elimination Lopez came in and she was like, the beauty. The beauty is here. Yeah. She considers herself more of a female impersonator than a drag queen. Um, 
Your thoughts on Jada Essence Hall, Taylor? Beautiful, and I thought she was the best of all the entries. Oh, really? I thought that I thought that she looked the best, and I liked I liked everything about her. And they everybody else seemed very taken with her, mm-hmm. which I thought was thought was great. And this kind of also speaks to um, if before we go on to the next person, I have I have some notes on this. But what what were your thoughts on Jada, Jaden? You know, to be honest with you, and this is a, some, I will say for the most part on this season, except for Dahlia, maybe. All of our initial takes on Meet the Queens were very correct, the ones you and I mm-hmm. had. And I remember with Jada, I found her very forgettable. And in fact, on uh, I remember when I would recount all the queens, I was able to name them all, but I'd always forget Jada. Even today, you and I were talking about something. We were talking about who was the attractive queens or whatever. And mm-hmm. I was listening to the six queens, and I forgot Jada. I find her very, very forgettable. Um, I don't know if she's an interesting TV personality. I don't know. If, um, I just don't find her very memorable. I think she's beautiful as a boy. I just don't find her very memorable. Okay. She didn't really well, leave an impression on me. And then finally, we have in the workroom Aiden Zane, 29, from Ackworth, Georgia. Uh, she came in and said, season 12 is about to be in Zane. Uh, the rest of the queens give her the third degree about her drag and her home drag scene. Oh, yeah, because she doesn't really do drag a lot. And just sort of seems to be like a queen that does drag at home. Yeah. Um, and this actually speaks to a, a, a thought that I had before before Aiden came out was that I loved that the way all of the queens were talking to each other and asking each other about what kind of drag do you do? What's the scene like in whether it's San Francisco or whether it's, you know, wherever they were from. And even the scene between Jan and Jaden where they were like pretending that she was pretending to lip sync. It seems like usually those scenes in those first of where everybody's trying to scope each other out. Whereas this seemed like it was a, this seemed almost like it was a genuine love of drag and just wanting to learn more about each other's worlds. I liked that. I liked that. It seemed more friendly than usually you've got one girl that comes in and kind of talk shit at the other girls. And you didn't necessarily see that, or they minimized that in the episode. I know at one point, Dahlia kind of sort of like, I'm going to look at myself in the mirror or um, there was, there was one other thing that I can't think of, but until you get to Aiden and then when they're trying to continue this conversation with Aiden, it suddenly becomes very defensive mm-hmm. of, well, I live an hour away from Atlanta yeah. and I don't go to Atlanta at, at, at all the time. And I just, there's no real, there's no real drag where I do drag. And there, it, this whole thing of where you could see where she was getting annoyed. And I thought it was sort of off putting. She just seemed very defensive. Yeah, there was sort of like a shit face and shit personality kind of thing going. I'll be honest with you, and I'll say this again. Um, on a personal note, like, it's obviously very, the right word is, I hate hearing this name over and over again. I was just involved with someone named Aiden, and we ended that um, in late December. Even though I did recommend Aiden talk to this casting agent, I know. But, um oh, oh. <laughs> And so, like, the only reason, well, no, at first, I only wanted Aiden to go home because I was like, ugh, I just don't want to hear that name anymore, right? But now it's just like, she just seems kind of shitty. Like, just like, everything sucks, right? Yeah. So, anyway. Um, All right, let's get into the, the main show here. After the six, uh, back in the workroom, after the six new queens poke around the garment racks and critique the wig and critique the wigs and outfits of the first group, 
uh, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's mini challenge. So for today's mini challenge, you need to model a spring and fall look worthy of a star-studded Fashion Week runway show. On the fashion show runway, RuPaul, Ross Matthews, and Michelle Visage were accompanied by Raven and RuPaul's dress designer, Zaldi. Also, now, Taylor, you want to, before I spill the tea on who's whom, uh, do you want to make any guesses? Well, I know that Kim Chi was on a suite. Okay, I know true. that. Kim Chi was on a suite. I don't, so it was Leon, Andre, Andre Leon Talley. Uh-huh. And Carl Lagerfeld. Correct. Was... I don't think it was mayhem again. No, um, not all black people look alike, Taylor. No, <laughs> I know that, <laughs> but I don't think it was Latrice because they they weren't that. It wasn't that he wasn't that big as Latrice's. So I'm not I'm not sure who that was. Uh, Andre Leontali was played by Latrice Royale. Latrice Royale has been losing weight. It was Latrice. Yeah. Oh, I didn't feel okay. Carl Lagerfeld, I know that Manila has been Carl Lagerfeld in videos in the mm-hmm. past. Yeah. So that was kind of when I saw like the brief flash of it before the commercial, I thought, oh, that's probably Manila. Mm-hmm. But I could. Oh, Sonique. Was it Sonique? Yes. But is someone saying that in the chat room? No, no. Nobody said it in the chat room. But I because it was one of these where I'm like, she looks I know it's one of the queens. And it was driving me nuts last night that I couldn't figure out who it was. But it was it was Sonique. Okay. Nobody said I am in the Discord chat room and the uh, the crowdcast. I'm yeah. looking at both of them, and nobody said it. Yeah. Okay. Yes, it is so neat. Played Carl Lagerfeld. Um, all right. Let's talk about the spring. You know, we're not going to spend too we, – we spent so much time on this yeah. other person. I have, like, one word or two word things for each of the – Okay. Each of the things. Here's so. what we're going to do. We're going to do a speed round. Okay. I'm going to name the person. Okay. I have no opinions, and you're okay. gonna give, you're gonna give me your um, thoughts here. Ready? Okay. Well, before you do that, yeah. can we talk about the show that we did earlier this week? Sure, go ahead. With uh, Miss Haley Sklans. Yeah. Scans. Scans. Sklans. Sklans. Scans. Uh-huh. Sklans. That God, where her name she... that's scandalous. It's where she is vastly more knowledgeable than you and I would ever hope to be about fashion mm-hmm. and designers and and styles and that kind of stuff. And she gave very detailed discussions about all of last week's looks. Yeah. And it's is that a that's a Patreon only show? Yeah, but as long as you're a premium member, you can watch it. Yeah. Okay. So and that may be something that if you want to hear more about my dumb you know, <laughs> thoughts about them, but Haley's very knowledgeable thoughts about them. I'm assuming that that's going to be done at least next week as well for all it of these It will be looks. done next week as well. I don't know if okay. the scandalous Haley will be able to join us, but yes, that is the plan. Okay. All right. So, okay. Now I, now I can give, I can give my thoughts. All right. You ready? Here we go. I'm going to name them. You're going to give one word thoughts. Well, the one line thoughts. Oh, okay. One line thoughts. Here we go. Okay. Starting now. All right. Rock M. Sakura. Too much. Dahlia Sin. Love the dress and hair. Shh. Jan. I like it, but the top was too loose. The bustle was too loose. That's what uh, 
That's what you said when you first met your husband. <laughs> no, the bottom was too loose. Yeah. <laughs> Jada Essence Hall. That's a woman. Blank Zane. I Aiden Zane. like it. I like it, but it was very crafty, very B-52s. Uh-huh. All right, now we're going to go to the fall looks. Taylor, Rock M. Sakura. The skirt was too short. Felt. Liked the colors. Dahlia Sin. Again, I like it. Jan. Too much, too bulky. Jada Essence Hall. God damn. Aiden Zane. Uh, colors compared. Colors compared to Jackie's. Blech. Um. <coughs> okay. All right, that's the mini challenge. Who won the mini challenge in your eyes? Um, Jada. Oh, Jada right. won the challenge for Jada won the mini challenge for me, and I would I would say. Dahlia came in a close second for me. Oh, interesting. Interesting. All right. Back in the workroom, the queens got out of their drag and looked around to see who the trade of the season was. Dahlia was uh, underwhelmed by the boys. Meanwhile, Rock and Jan are thirsty for Dahlia, and Aiden Zane works at IHOP. Next, RuPaul entered the workroom to announce this week's Maxi Challenge. So, warm up your jazz hands because for your first maxi challenge, you'll be performing in an original musical number called You Don't Know Me. Now, each of you needs to write and perform an entertaining verse that tells us who you are. And together, you need to come up with the choreography. Okay. No. Back in the workroom, Dahlia Sin doesn't know who Bob Fosse is. Jan and Sherry feel confident, and Jada nominates Sherry to lead the choreography, but Sherry turns it down and lets Rock take the lead. Later, Jada suggests that maybe the choreo doesn't need to be so Fosse, Fosse, Fosse. Taylor, your thoughts on everything that happened after the mini challenge, you know, the Wrecked Challenge, the Game Out of Drag, who's hot, who's not, who's in a choreograph, any thoughts here? The one thing that I don't understand is why did no one ever say Bob Fosse? They only ever said Fosse through the entire thing. Do you think it's going to be cool? Do I think it's what? Like they were trying to be like, like everyone just says Fosse? I don't know. No, it, no, it's weird. It was sort of like, and we talked about this during our, our recent season five review uh-huh. that we did, where when the Pointer Sisters were on, they would refer to them as Ruth and June, the Pointer Sisters, where it's almost like it's a legal thing where they weren't allowed to say the Pointer Sisters because – like many times, many of those bands that break up, everybody claims rights to everybody claims rights to it. So it just felt very odd that no one, even like Rue, when Rue said it later on or when they were talking about it, no one ever said Bob Fosse. They only yeah. ever said Fosse. Like to the point of where it was almost like a drinking game where you could have gotten alcohol poisoning. Let me ask you a question. Because they said Fosse so much. Let me ask you a question. Please explain to me. Like the Pointer Sisters one, I can understand because, you know, who knows, right? People are performing as the Pointer Sisters. Maybe one of them's, uh, you know, who knows. Explain to me in your universe why there's a legal reason why you can't say I don't Bob know. Fosse. 
I don't know why there would be. I'm just saying I just found it really odd. And then it'd be like, no, if you watch that episode, no one said Bob Fosse once. They only ever referred to him as Fosse. And it was where then that became where I was like, somebody say Bob, somebody say Bob, somebody say Bob. And nobody ever did. And it became just very distracting to me. I mean, I don't know if that's the reason why. I don't know if they thought if you say Bob Fosse, people aren't going to know who it is. I mean, you know, they I don't know. I don't know. It's just it was. Well, why would it was something that, that I picked noticed. up on? Why did I notice? Yeah, like that. Like, if it's like, why? I, I want to know in what university were like, listen, Rue. You cannot say Bob Fosse. If you say it three times, uh, he'll appear. Okay, but there are some places that if you mention them, there are some celebrities, there are some estates that if you mention them, then you have to pay for for the use of the names. Come on, Taylor, what the fuck you're talking about? <laughs> Just say Bob. I'm gonna eat some coconuts. I don't know what that means. Uh, uh, Just, say Bob. Just say Bob. I know an agent <laughs> down at Playwrights Horizon. Her name is Allison Mossy, and she's gonna put you in a play. Oh. <laughs> All you have to do is just sniff your pits and just... Well, you know what? Say, Bob. And all... Say, say... Bob. Bob. (laughs) Just say, Bob. Fuzzy. And just say, Bob, Taylor thinks that they're going to get sued if, if they say his name. <laughs> they, they get rude. He's, he talks about estates as if he's an attorney. And oh, I don't know. I, don't, <laughs> yeah, I, I should have picked a version where I could see long. the words. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just, it just, it's just weird that no one ever said the full name. That's that's all. Okay. With Evan gone, you need somebody to say stupid things now, and I guess I'm filling, that, yeah, filling that role for you. Um, do you have a big, thick, juicy ass like he does? No, I wish I did. I wish I had a big, thick, juicy ass. I can't ass like tell. You know, it's so funny that you say that. I can't tell if I do or not. I think I just have a fat, flat ass. Yeah, I have a fat, flat ass. Yeah. I think you have to work to having a juicy, like a juicy peach. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Any other comments you wanted to make? <laughs> no, not, not up to that point. Yeah. That's horrible, by the way, that the Sherry Pie was saying such gross things about younger guys. Anyway. Yeah, really. <laughs> um, all right, so okay, uh, moving on. On the main stage, Rock'em Sakura takes the lead. Jada and Aiden... Uh, struggle to keep up with the ever-changing choreography. Jada, Sherry, and Jan argue. Meanwhile, Rock fades into the background and feels responsible for the failed rehearsal. Taylor, any thoughts on the rehearsal itself? No, I, I kind of tuned out because it was just everybody talking over each other. So 
it it felt it felt very like I said before manufactured. We're going to put all of these strangers in a room together and have you come up with something. Mm-hmm. All right, it's elimination day and get ready for the runway. The queens agree that the rehearsal was a bust. Rock M Sakura reveals his mother was a meth addict. Jada makes a fart joke and Rock pulls her shorts down to a comedic walk across the workroom. Now, uh, any thoughts there, Taylor? Before we go on, um, the the I don't quite get the correlation between the triggering. And the story, which was very, very sad. I know that we used it as clip zero, mm-hmm. but it's it is very sad that somebody would say that to their child. Yep, yeah, I, 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 I didn't I'm quite get the that. whole. I, when I'm a leader, I ha- I feel triggered, and but this is why. Yeah, I'm glad you said that because I was trying to figure out what the fuck does it do with being a leader. Yeah, I feel like there's a possibility. Yeah. That Rockham thought she was going to go home because of the choreography. So she felt like she needed to get in her moment. Or maybe the producer's like, maybe you should get in your moment. Yeah. <laughs> or that, too. Yeah. So, um, okay. Well, Taylor, you know what that means? Do you know what that is means? By the way, you... yeah, go ahead. The looks? It is time for the looks. But do you think that you are you going to be because, you know, we have a new thing now. Where you are going to um, do it only be you only have the amount of time that each person's on screen. Okay, I should I should be able to. I don't have a ton of notes about each of these, but I have I have definite thoughts about everyone. All right, here we go. It's it's your moment here. The first one down the workroom, okay. or within the walkway. I'm sorry, is Aiden Zane. Uh, go a- ahead, Aiden Zane. She's coming out in a very like a '40s inspired lion green with a dark purple magenta hair. I loved this look. I was pleasantly surprised with this. And she's also got kind of crazy, almost like lizard eyes where they're the sort of red with the you know, lizard. Everything about this, I thought this was a really great look for her. All right. Next out of the runway, we have Dahlia Sin. Dahlia in red tulle, um, where I thought she looked like a combination of Taylor Dane and Tyra Sanchez. Mm-hmm. I thought she looked beautiful. Um, they talked about how her makeup was understated, but I feel like that worked for her with this. I think she she definitely was giving she was giving very female illusion, just beautiful. I I, I again I liked this one too. Next, Jada Essence Hall. Jada, as much as I love Jada, I wasn't crazy about this look. I thought it was too bulky for her, uh, the, particularly from the skirt. I loved I loved the top. But I was not a crazy fan of the script. I also did not like her makeup. For someone who does female illusion, I thought this makeup was very high drag for me. Um, and it doesn't really speak to who I feel like Jane is trying to convince us that she is. All right. Next down the runway, we have Jan. Jan, I I get why she was trying to do something a little different, but I did not like this. Um, I thought it was kind it kind of looked sort of messy. Um but I appreciate that she did something messy might be blocky might be the right word, but I was not a fan of this look for her. I wanted something a little more, but I'm wondering if I'm wondering if I'm going to have problems with Jan's fashion choices through the season. It seemed very Cheryl Hall to me too, which is funny because she looks like her. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, uh, Rock M. Sakura. Okay. Now this goes against everything that I just said a couple of seconds ago about bulky, but I loved this look. I thought the fact that she used almost a thousand yards of, of tool, mm-hmm. um, it definitely shows. I loved the color combination. It was sort of this weird muted colors, but it was still very bright and cheery. Loved the hair. Uh, just, it was, it was, it was a piece of art. 
I thought coming down the runway and it fit her really, really well. So I was, I was very much a big fan of it. All right. And that's going to do it for the looks, the looks, the looks on the main stage. Just like episode one, the top two Queens are led to believe that they are this week's bottoms this week. Jada Essence Hall and Sherry Pye are the early front runners to lip sync to Robin's call your girlfriend for another $5,000. Sherry Pie gave it her all, but in the end, Jada Essence Hall was named the winner of this week's lip sync and challenge. Just before RuPaul gave her final blessing, she warned the girls they would be meeting their counterparts. Sure enough, as they entered the workroom, the contestants from the previous episode were waiting in their workroom and ready for a showdown. Taylor, any final thoughts on the episode? Jaden killed it with the lip sync. Jaden, Jaden, that was a clear cut winner in that one. You know her name's Jada, Um, right? Is it Jada or Jada? Like Jada Pinkett. And they didn't make it they even make a Pinkett Smith joke. Oh, I was calling her Jaden this whole time. Okay. Well, you're going to have to go through. I'm no. going to say Jada a bunch of times, and you're going to have to edit out every time I say No, Jayden what I'm going to do, I'm going to put a Jayden. black screen with white type over it and say, <laughs> uh, Taylor's been disqualified from this episode, and he's not invited. Have I been canceled? Now. You've been Am canceled. I part of cancel culture cancel culture. Lori wants you right now to uh, be drawn and quartered. <laughs> okay. And then basted with a brown butter sauce. Yeah. yeah. And then stuffed in a Chipotle um, burrito. Yeah. Ah, oh, Chipotle. It's getting ready to be lunch here. Chipotle sounds really good. Um, I, th- when they all came back in, I know that we, this is definitely a recreation of the scene from season six where they all walk in and they're all waiting for them. The difference here is the meh at the end. Whereas I know they kind of set it up for there was going to be an issue. And then in the beginning of the next episode, everybody kind of like welcomed each other. Hi, it's so nice to meet you, that sort of stuff. So I'm wondering if they are trying to set this up where there is a clear rivalry between the two groups of girls. Well, that Um, was the thing I would be. Go ahead. Sorry. I would be curious if there are more twists to come because we didn't really kind of talk about the twist at the end of the at the beginning of this episode. When they're all sitting down, as soon as they sit down, they get the, ooh, she already done had hers, and mm-hmm. they all have to stand up and watch the video again. And they were like, what the hell? What the hell's going on? I would love if this ha- was a season had a lot. Well, we've already had one big twist that we talked about today. Yeah. Um, but I would love to see if we had lots more twists. As I've said about previous episodes, previous seasons, the girls know the format too well. And I feel like this was a good way to kind of mix things up a little bit. I would be, I would really like to see this happening the rest of the season, uh-huh. bringing in different twists, whether it's they're working as teams for things or what. Um. Okay. Very good. Uh. I. I. I think what you were trying to say, and I think I would agree with you, is that it's going to be one of the things where it's like tense, and then the girls go like, "Oh, shut up, bitch. We all know you know we love you." Blah 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 blah. Kind of. Don't you think? probably that's probably what's going to happen but it just felt a little different for the viewers at home than you know because we know what happened with that with season six those Mm -hmm. of us who have watched all of these episodes a million times know that when bianca and all those girls come in for the from the first group they sort of have that pause and then they all go hey how's it going yeah 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 yeah, and that may be what happens here but i would really like for there to be kind of a where it's almost everybody I'm not saying I want a season of group challenges. Mm-hmm. I don't want to relive season seven, but I would be, I would find it interesting if they set the two two camps up, the two episodes, um, the two groups of girls up, sorry, as teams that work together and support each other to try to be the group that stays all the way through to the end. Yeah. 
Um, all right. Well, I have no fine. I didn't really have a lot of thoughts on this episode. It was all about sherry pie. In fact, speaking of, I'm not quite sure, Taylor, we were very clear. So I'm going to say it one more time here. Because if you notice, we, we ignored sherry pie in the um, runway. And... Um, uh, and also in the mini challenge. And so our policy is going to be moving forward. Anytime it's feasibly possible, we're just not going to mention Sherry Pie on the show. We are able, because we're doing the show now, to sort of erase her from the show. But uh, yeah. un- unless unless it's impossible to mention her, we are going to uh, avoid talking about her. So, well, and that may happen where there may be something storyline related or yeah. something where we have to talk about her. But as far as if we can minimize Or if she wins, we might just looks. casually mention she won. You know, yeah, you know, but we're not going to dwell on it or how she performed or anything. Yeah, all right, yeah, wins a challenge. You mean? Correct, correct. Yeah. All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week's episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen. Be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct each brand new episode of RuPaul's Drag Race season twelve. So, for Taylor the Latte Boy and myself, sashay away until next week. Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at dragracerecap. If you want access to more Season 12 content, support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Taylor the Latte Boy on Twitter and Instagram at Taylor. Follow Joe Batanz on Twitter and Instagram at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. The theme song was written by Lucian Piani and arranged and performed by Alex Lefebvre. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen. Drag Race Recap is an Afterthought Media podcast. <laughs>